Hello, friends, and welcome to The Chris Show. Darren and I are celebrating a big milestone this week. This week is our 10-year anniversary of being married. 10 years ago today, we were at an all-inclusive resort in Mexico, eating lots of yummy food, sitting on the beach, and, you know, doing other stuff. And this year, for our anniversary, you want to know what we did? We drove to Utah with our children. I know, not usually what one, what one would think of when one thinks of celebrating a big milestone anniversary, but we did not anticipate having a not quite one and a half year old when we were had been married for 10 years, and we just are not at a point where we can leave our kids yet. So we will get there, we will celebrate eventually in a bigger way maybe 12 years. I don't know. But we went down to Utah and it was great. We had a great time and saw lots of friends and ate some yummy food and spent time with my family. So it was a good, it was a good trip. My kids, you know, did not sleep as per their usual when we are on vacation or at home actually. Uh, but it was a good time. And then because we were gone, I didn't podcast. I actually did try. I tried one time because everybody, I don't even know where everybody was. I think the kids were asleep, and I think, oh, Darren went with my sister and her husband to a driving range, and I stayed home. And I attempted to podcast, and you guys, it was a sight to see. It was me sitting on the couch, and I didn't I didn't have a microphone with me. I didn't have my laptop with me, and so I was trying to do it through voice, bleh, through voice memos on my phone. But the sound just didn't sound right. And so I had taken a blanket and put a blanket over my head to try to minimize the echoey. And then I took a paper towel and I put it in front of my mouth to try to minimize the boom. And the, well, I have lots of things to prevent it now, but it's like a that can come through over a microphone. It's really annoying. And, oh, and then I had their dog sitting on me. and giving her two cents whenever she felt like it. It was it was a sight. And let's just say there's a reason that that podcast is not getting published. <laughs> so I did try once, but really I went probably a week without doing this. And you know how even, you know how they say, you know, it's just like riding a bike. Once you learn how to do it, you remember for the rest of your life. But what they don't tell you, what doesn't make it into that fun little saying is that when you haven't ridden a bike in a while, you get on a bike and yeah, you remember, but you're a little wobbly and not very confident for the first little bit. I know because I hadn't ridden a bike in a while. And then this summer we have bikes that we're riding around. I'm trying to teach my four-year-old, four-year-old, five-year-old, she's five, uh, my five-year-old how to ride a two-wheeler. It's not going well. Moving on. So I get on the bike and it you're, you're just a little wobbly. And that's kind of how I am with podcasting right now. <laughs> I am just, I, I've done this at least, I don't know, how many times have I, how many episodes are there? Like 14, right? So I've done this a couple times, but just getting, getting back on that bike. I'm a little wobbly. Good news. I drank some caffeine and it's kicking in. I find caffeine contributes to my creativity. There's probably something to unpack there, but we're not going to worry about it right now. So anyway, I'm getting back on, getting back on the bike, getting back into the swing of things. When we got back, 
um, we got back, I don't know, a day or two ago. And it was like everything blossomed while we were gone. And the trees suddenly have tons of leaves on them. Everything is so green. It is gorgeous. The other thing is, is that all of the weeds have just sprouted and magnified in my backyard. <laughs> I was like, oh, I got to take care of those. And so that's what I spent this morning doing is weeding in the backyard. Mila was running all over. I have this fun little pen that I got off Amazon and it's probably, I don't know, four. I'm like holding, holding my arms out as if I know the length of measurement between them. Probably like five feet. It's like a five feet in diameter hexagon. And I put Lily in it and she can't get out yet. And it makes yard work so much easier because then I can put her out there. I can put it on the grass. Uh, and then she just, she just likes to be outside and it's great. So I had her in there and I was pulling these weeds. And here's the thing with when I get into yard work mode, you know how you, maybe you don't, I do. You plan out when you're going to wash your hair. Uh, because there's not, it's not just like you wash your hair and then you leave it. I feel like I have to wash my hair and then I have to do my hair so that it's ready for the next couple of days until I wash my hair again. But if I have yard work planned on that day, then in, in my mind, I'm going, well, what's the point of me washing my hair? Because I'm just going to get gross and there's just going to be weeds and dirt and whatever in it. So I'll push it off. But when one has a lot of yard work to do, and one just keeps pushing it off and pushing it off and pushing it off. One's hair gets pretty gross. <sighs> that was me this morning. I was doing yard work and I still have a lot more to do. But I just, I looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, mm, Chris, we gotta, we gotta do something about that. And you know, maybe you're just gonna style it for all of the ants to see. And all of the other bugs are the only ones who are going to get to see day one hair. But you just do it for you. <laughs> you just gotta, you just gotta get it done. Fun fact, I actually used to wash my hair every single day. I have really thin hair. And the only way I thought that I could get any kind of volume and body slash not seeing through to my scalpness was to wash it every day. So I did. And then I got yelled at and scolded and explained to that that actually is making my hair drier and it's bad for my hair and that it's actually damaging. And anyway, all this stuff, I don't do it anymore. I have, I have repented. Almost, almost overcorrected because sometimes I go an embarrassingly long amount of time, especially if I'm outside doing yard work. So point of that is if you ever see me outside doing yard work and my hair is very unruly and disgusting, just know it's because I didn't plan to see you that day. So don't judge me. This is a safe space. We don't judge. Anyway, why am I telling you that? It's because that was my morning this morning. I just got out of the shower and I had been mulling this podcast over in my head in the shower and I'm, I'm ready to, ready to give it a go back on the bike. So 10 years of marriage. I was like, what should I do? for my 10. And I was like, oh, I could do 10 things that I've learned after 10 years of marriage. And then I tried to think of 10 things and then tried to fit 10 things into 15 to 20 minutes and 
crashed and burned. Did not work. So here's what I have. I have five things that I have learned after 10 years of marriage. The first one is that Darren is not helpful at brainstorming for my podcast. We went to Utah. You guys, okay, where we live is about 12 hours north of Utah. Like, really? If you are in Utah, you're in the, what is it? Provo County, not Provo County, Utah County. You're in Utah County. You get on the 15 and you just drive north. We are literally two turns off of that road. So we just get on it and you go, but you go for like 12 hours. So I had like basically 24 hours in the car with Darren and the kids and they were needy. But with Darren talking about this and I just wanted him to give me some ideas, anything like what have we learned over the last 10 years of our marriage? Nothing. He gave me one thing. This was the one thing he gave me. He he said, "Uh, you've learned that I still have the sense of humor that I did 10 years ago. And that is one of a 14 year old boy. This is very true. He has a sense of humor of a 14 year old boy. And that sense of humor rubs off on you. There are things that I laugh at that afterwards I go, why, why did I, why did I laugh at that? And I look at Darren and I go, that's why. The first time I can remember Darren flirting with me, you want to know what he did? We were at like a a barbecue with a bunch of friends and he took an ice cube and he dropped an ice cube down the back of my shirt and then he ran into the parking lot while I was chasing after him he didn't even let me catch him which would have been in my mind we'll get to what I think he should have done he went and he got in his truck and drove away that that was it drop ice cube run flee What he should have done, if he was going to use the ice cube, you drop the ice cube, run, you let me get you, and then you laugh about it, ha, 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 and and then say something like, let me make it up to you by getting you dinner. So if you know somebody who is still out there in the dating scene and they have the sense of humor of a 14-year-old boy, let them listen to what they should have done instead of what Darren did. I mean, yes, eventually he caught me, but there was, there's a decent gap where we were just solid friends. And that gap could have been shorter if he'd, if he'd done something. I'm just, I'm just saying. He will tell you a different story. He will tell you that I was not quite ready and that I was still, (sighs) had some other boys in the picture. But anyway, just, just, just turn it into, if you're going to flirt like a 14 year old boy, take better advantage of the opportunity. So that's number one is just specifics about Darren. Number two is, and this is something I learned early on, is choose who you, when you, before you get married, you choose who you love. And then after you get married, you love your choice. Now I know that sometimes there are more extreme examples of where unfortunately both partners are not contributing to the marriage. But in the case where both partners are contributing, sometimes you just have to make the choice to love them. People have quirks. People, you're not perfect. I'm not perfect. And if the perfect person did exist, would I want to be married to the perfect person? I don't I don't think I would. And so they're not perfect and you just have to choose sometimes. You just have to choose to love them. And Darren is Darren is the best husband. And the most wonderful man I know. 
sometimes he does things where I just have to choose to love him. <laughs> and especially at the beginning of marriage, there were, there were a couple of, and I, you know, you're just, there's a learning curve. So just love, love your choice. Love, love is the answer to everything. Love is all you need. Anyway, so that's number two. Number three, and this is one that I wish I had realized in a much more zen way. Um, if you want your partner to do the dishes, just ask him to do the dishes. Just ask. If you just talk about things, open communication, things are a lot more efficient and a lot less explosive. Once upon a time, I, I want to say that I was on fertility drugs because fertility drugs make you crazy. And I would like to think that this was not just me. But I remember one time we had Darren come home from work. I could not work. Um, and so we were at home. I had made dinner. We'd eaten dinner. He went and was watching TV. And then I had this pile of dishes. And I lost it. <laughs> and I told him in in elevated volume um, how I felt about the fact that I had just made this delicious meal and spent all day doing this and this and this. And that he's just going to come home and sit on the couch while I sit and do the quote-unquote woman work of doing the dishes. And that was that was not the best way to go about it. But guess what? He does the dishes. <laughs> and he does them all the time now without me asking. And I'm very grateful. But it didn't have to be that way. If I had just said, hey, I do this. Will you please do the dishes? I am pretty sure we would have had the same end result without the volatility and the explosiveness of me losing my you-know-what. So that's it. So if you want something, just ask. Just, just ask. That was number three. Number four is there is no shame in counseling. I've talked about therapy on here before. I go to therapy. I love therapy. I think everybody should go to therapy, even if you think you don't need it. It's probably when you actually do need it is when you think that you don't. But therapy for couples. So the seven-year itch. Has anybody ever heard of that? It's a thing. It's like you've been married for seven years and then suddenly things just feel a little... I don't know, just things that never bothered you before bother you. Things get a little weirdy, a little uncomfortable. Anyway, so we had hit seven years of marriage and we were in the middle of doing a lot of things. We put offers in on a couple of houses that had fallen through and then we had decided that we were going to build a house. And Darren is very even keel. Just what you see is what you get. But we were starting to argue. And we had never argued. We never had real, like, I mean, we had discussions. And obviously, I had been the one to yell <clears throat> about dishes. Um, but he never, he never got angsty. We didn't, like, argue. We didn't fight. But we were starting to have these arguments. And it was just, it was the weirdest thing. And I didn't, I didn't understand why. I didn't understand what was going on. And, um... Anyway, and eventually I was like, okay, we gotta, we gotta just 
pull, pull the brakes on the bra- or on this housing thing, on this building, because we can't go into this butting heads the way that we are. We got to figure this out and then we will move on to house stuff. And it actually turned out to be a really good thing because we ended up buying the house that we're in now and it was way better all around, but didn't know that at the time. So we decided we needed you know, to figure this out. So for, I want to say it was like, was it our anniversary? That It might've been our anniversary that year. I asked him to do this course with me. There is a um, a therapist named Jennifer Finlayson Fife. And if I figure out how to link in the show notes, podcasters say that I'll link it in the show notes. I will figure out how to do that and put a link to her in the show notes because she's wonderful and amazing and so articulate and she's fantastic anyway. But she has these online courses that you can do where you basically watch her lecture and then there's homework assignments and you do the homework assignment and then you talk about it together. And I was like, I want to do this I want to get this. I want to do this workshop with you and get things figured out. And so we bought it and started doing it. It was our Sunday activity. Put the kids in bed and then we would do this. And it was amazing. And it changed my outlook on so many things. And I realized that I had a victim mentality. And I realized that I had more power than I was giving myself and it was it was a whole thing anyway but the point is that while we did not go to like a marriage counselor she's a counselor counseling us in our marriage and it was helpful and we didn't have crazy like we weren't talking about anything extreme like divorce or separate like it was nothing like that we just needed some help and some correction guess what marriage does not come with a how-to manual ta-da I mean, there are books out there, but who has who has time for that? Anyway, so we did this and it was phenomenal. I recommend it to anyone. She has lots of other courses and that's the only one we've done. I would love to do more, but I listen to her podcast religiously. Anyway, counseling is not for just the people who think that they need it, right? It's for everybody. And if you don't, like, there's no, there's no harm in it. And it can be very beneficial. So that's my number four is that counseling is awesome. Therapy is awesome. Number five. And this one is uh, is a little bit, how do I put this? This has to do with what I'm going to call the grown-up fun time between two people who are married. Now, I am not going to use any explicit terms. I am going to use very general terms. So if you're listening to this... And your kids are listening, they're not going to hear any words that you will have to explain. But if they're old enough to kind of understand metaphors, then you might need to explain things to them. And if you don't want to, then maybe pause this and listen to it later. Here we go. Number five. Grown-up fun times is like going to the drive-thru. Let me explain. When you go to the, somebody asks you, in this case, your partner asks you to go to the drive-thru. Okay. Sometimes you go to the drive-thru and you want a hamburger. You're both going to get a hamburger. Both of you are going to the drive-thru together and you're both going to get a hamburger. Okay. It's great. Sometimes you don't want a hamburger. Like you really just, it's been a long day. You do not want to go through the drive-thru. 
You do not want a hamburger. Okay? Last thing on your mind. And that's okay. But sometimes your partner wants to go through the drive-thru and you don't want a hamburger, but you are okay to go to the drive-thru with him. And then just not get anything. And that that's okay. And that that is, that's a realization that I had. Because sometimes people just, people, me, when you have a long day, you, you don't want a hamburger. But there's nothing wrong with accompanying your partner to the drive-thru. Did that make sense? I would explain it to you more at a different time. <laughs> but hopefully, hopefully that made sense. It was just, it was a really beneficial thing for me to hear and to work through and to understand of that, that, that that's okay. And that there are different times of life and different times of, you know, cycles <laughs> where you feel certain ways when you maybe do or do not want a hamburger. And that sometimes you just, sometimes you just go to the drive-thru with them, let them get a hamburger. And then you just keep on going with your day, evening, afternoon, whatever you're feeling. And that's okay. So anyway, those were my, those were my five lessons from 10 years of marriage that I had to come up with basically all by myself. Anyway, but it's been great. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna end this with just saying that I'm very grateful that I have the partner that I do. And Darren, if and when you're listening to this at three or four times the speed, because that's how you listen to my podcast, just know that I love you. And even though you don't put it out there on social media, because the last time you posted was probably when our first daughter was born. I know that you love me too. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you again soon. Bye.